You are now entering the Student Media Network. So beefy. Welcome to the Student Media Podcast, episode 32. 32. Lucky That's number 32. Trace dose yeah, for tra- all you oh, French speaking. Bueno, we're going to do this again. The third week in a row, you're, <laughs> you and your Spanish My new stick. Oh, Jesus. Is it stick or stick? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's stick. Stick. It is stick. But. <clears throat> well. Today you sound like the sick dog. I dude. sound I sound like the shtick dog. Uh, it's it's uh, it's coming up. Uh, I don't even know where I was here. My head is so cloudy right Number now. Number thirty-two, I'm all fogged up. It is episode thirty-two. We got to go to uh, IDCOM, Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Creative uh, creative group here in Brooklyn Park. It's an amazing group. It really is. It really is. We talked to Charles Ide, who runs. Um, boy, it's it's kind of hard to explain. He's got a little bit of everything here. From editing to production to uh, a lot of aerial stuff. They do a lot of really neat aerial. Um, it's a one-stop shop. One-stop shop for production, and they do events. Mm-hmm. They can do uh, they can do everything from weddings to events to... Uh, Creative little, as hell, too. Little Timmy's birthday party they could even do. If you really want to get outside the box. So, we ta- yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, what the process is for them and what yeah. kind of projects they're working on. Uh, it's a real nice inside uh, look at you know how the production works, how to get your drone up in the air legally, mm-hmm. and uh, you know so you're doing it. I talk nice when I want to get my drone up. <laughs> and and today uh, I'll just say it now in the intro that uh, my voice and my head sounds completely terrible. Sexy. I have uh, you know I'm stuffed up and my Turning voice is half on. gone, and you're digging it. So yeah, uh, it was it was a good me episode. Stude Media Podcast. Please share us with your friends and family. Uh, you can share us just by even going to iTunes, and there's a share link right there on the page. Uh, go to iTunes, search Stude Media, and you can see all of our past episodes right there and anything that we have coming up. Also, you can go to Facebook, Stude Media, or the Twitter has at Stude Media, and uh, look for updates and uh, interesting tidbits there. But for that... Yes, let's get into it. Let's just go right in. Let's get uh, let's get talking to Charles. Boy, I love NyQuil. I should not be taking it at noon, though. <laughs> Jesus right, yeah. Christ. And there it is. Episode 32 with Charles I. If I get really pissed off or something, you know, and I can't handle any other. Oh, Jesus, this chair is really comfortable. My, uh, I know. I know. I'm like, I'll, I'll be napping by the end of this show. My uh, 10-year-old daughter, when she was about four years old, came up with a good, she makes up swear words. Oh, yeah. So she came up with bitch bastard. And oh. Since I use that now, I said that was bad to use, but now I use it a lot. Uh, that's so. fine. Yeah, I was. Classy. My, yeah, um, I know. <laughs> my four, who's four now, she was three at the time. My uh, my wife and I were standing in the hallway. I don't know what we were. She was folding laundry, and we were just talking. And all of a sudden, from the other room, our uh, our four year old, all we can hear is, "God damn it!" <laughs> and she she's four. And, oh my god! And, what was she uh, working on? I, uh, you know, you can't help but just like laugh. So uh, and then you're like, no, don't don't talk like that. That's I've, really bad. I have had that quite a few times where my middle kid, who's who's now nine, gets really upset at his at his 15 year old brother, 
and you hear him just scream at the top of his lungs, "What the f?" Yeah, and you, I'm like, "How do you know what that f means?" Yeah, I, I don't say those things uh, at contextually, home. right? You know, I was like, "Okay, that's the proper usage yeah, got, of it, but don't use the it." Right <laughs> bad, very bad. Yeah, bad, but if you're going to, that's good. Oh, and he's got oh kettlebell in you the okay? toe. Yeah, we locking the door. Uh oh, now I'm right, nervous. So now we're locked inside. Now I'm nervous. He's got some. He's got some property. He wants to talk to us about. I think property. Uh -oh, property. <laughs> some property. Here's here's why he really brought us here. Yeah. He's, he's got a... this timeshare availability in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're in for the free coffee pot. But no, it's this time it's a cruise. Oh, uh, it's a cruise. Oh, we like. Yeah. Sure it is. We like sick cruises. Yeah. It was funny. I was on a cruise recently <laughs> on the Oasis of the Seas in Royal oh. Caribbean, and it was really cool. But they. Um, uh, they they have these times where they're like, come to the auditorium for your free diamond necklace gift. Oh, yeah. And they have some third party that probably pays them a boatload of cash sure. to sit and pitch you on the idea of, you know, they started off. And I, my wife and I, we had done this once before. And I was like, we're not going to that. And, of course, every time. But they're giving away a diamond necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And there's 6,000 of us on this boat. So yeah. let's go to the Sunday. Well, you'll yeah. either get the diamond necklace or this other other prize and that's always the deck of cards so so you where did you go on the cruise uh we did the uh it went to nassau which was cool it's kind of cliche for a cruise right and then we ended up going to uh, st thomas and then we got on a small little boat to go to st john's and we stayed at uh st john's for the day so you just kind of circled the caribbean caribbean or caribbean what, yeah it was what like say? it, it was caribbean. the virgin caribbean. islands oh sure is what okay. it was and yeah. it was beautiful but i went to one what of the say virgin or virginia what virginia no. yeah. one of the best one of the best beaches in the world it was so cool wow so yeah anyway do you like cruises I, I actually really like them. My right. wife was sick as a dog the entire time. <laughs> and I, that, I feel like that happens all the time. It's yeah, like you hear these horror always. stories. Yeah. Was it was it just seasick or was it food? Well, we later found out that she's pregnant. Oh. And so seasick Congre with pregnant oh, equals God. bad. Congratulations. Yeah. Is Thank she you. never Loneliness. going on a cruise again? Oh, yeah. No, she can't even look at the pictures. She's oh like, I can't look at the pictures. I get sick. <laughs> so, oh, man. yeah, it's bad. So how long ago was that? Uh, that was back in uh, January. So, so you've got one on the way. I've got one on Congratulations. the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. You heard it's it our, first. It's yeah. our third and final. <laughs> third and final. Third and final. Yeah, three's enough. Believe yep. me. I know I was thinking, oh, how the heck am I going to get three in the car? I know how to put two in the car, <laughs> but three, that's a whole nother row. Yep. Anyways, the joys of- The joys of being a parent, right? Yes. Are you, do you have siblings? I have one brother, yep, but okay. he's single. He's he, single. He lives out out east. He's but you, I mean, you you only grew up with one other sibling. Yes. So I mean, having three kids now is kind of like yeah, different. It's a lot on your plate, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, we're 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 <laughs> we're 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 gonna get a new house. We just put an offer on a house because we live in a townhouse right now, and it's just way too small. And we thought one more kid, this is gonna be oh, impossible. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we have a German <laughs> Shepherd. Oh. So it's like a in a townhouse. Yeah, oh boy, yeah. it's like a house cat. It's a house dog. It's not good. <laughs> so awesome. Well, why don't you do me a favor and just introduce yourself to to our listeners? Yeah, so we can tell them where we are and why we're here. Sure. Uh, well, I'm Charles, and uh, I started a company called Idcom in 2003. It's my last name. Um, mainly because I was the only person working there, uh, but it, it eventually grew and grew and. Um, I have uh, uh, dabbled in a lot of great things. One of them is film. Uh, we produce commercial uh, film projects. We do mm. 
uh, high-end television commercials for national brands. Um, and then we also uh, do large events for big companies and organizations. And I head up the film division and my business partner heads up the events division. You've been doing this for 12 years? Yeah. Yep. Since uh, 2003. And it's grown since then, obviously. But more recently, we've gotten really heavy into the, I guess, what people call drones. Um, and that's just because we've been flying them. We've been flying radio control toys since right. we were kids. Mm-hmm. So then we thought, well, you we could put a camera on these things. Sure. And then they started making things to put cameras on them, and we were like, mm-hmm. even better. They, it's like they made these things just for you guys. Oh, my gosh. It's 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 like crack. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. Like they come out Flying with Flying crack. I, I'm afraid to spend my money on anything because the next month they're coming out. They're like, this one's, one's like, even better. Yeah, like, five oh. rotors, six rotors. <laughs> What's the biggest camera you've put on on one of your? Uh, probably a Red Epic with a zoom lens. Wow, that's pretty. Heavy. Yeah. yeah, we shot some really sweet aerials with that thing. What was wow. that one for? That was for uh, a brand owned by Lando Lakes called Winfield, um, and it was a, a Winfield commercial. We shot some beautiful aerials of corn oh. so how well, high did you get with that red then oh uh you know you lose the effect when you get above 100 feet so okay. we're we're pretty low i mean if you could imagine it's like a giant dolly that can go in any direction at oh, yeah. you know high speed so you know you're doing like right off the deck of the corn following mm-hmm. a tractor you know and oh, you, sweet. oh it's it's cool it's yeah. like i want a dolly move from here to here yeah so have you crashed one of these things yet well y- you know we we build a lot of them, and so in the testing and stuff, we have a testing area that we use, and so yeah, sometimes they they do have technical failures, as we call them. Uh, and, but we've never had a crash on set. We've never had um, anything like that. We have advanced safety protocols, and we're very um, s- serious. Especially about using that. a red too. You don't want that to. Go yeah. On. No, we've never had a red go down. <laughs> for the record, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good. Thing. Yeah. You you were you helped us out on one of our our short films uh, when we did the inheritance. Oh, that's right. When we were way out in uh, Greenfield. That was whatever. on a helicopter. It was on a it was yep. an actual helicopter, yep. which was really neat. We had a DSLR on there. Yep. And I mean, I was so surprised then, and that was what three years ago. Yeah, and it was the shape. It's compared oh, yeah. to today, it was trash footage. But yeah, you know, I mean, we had to we had to stabilize it and yep. editing and stuff like that. But it was really neat to see that in action. Yeah, yeah. In the um, the helicopters are always way more impressive to watch fly than a multi rotor mm-hmm. because they've got these big swinging blades. They're like swords mm-hmm. swinging at two thousand RPM, and it's just like, okay, I'm gonna back up now because <laughs> uh, that thing could kill me. Yeah. So yeah, they're uh, the helicopters are fun, and they can go a lot faster too, which is. Do you remember the first uh, the first work you got like way back in two thousand three? Like what what kind of things were you working on when you first started? Oh man, I can I can tell you perfectly. <laughs> uh, it was just me and my mom worked for this company, and she was one of their trainers, and uh, I started borrowing my dad's stereo because they needed to to have there was more than thirty people in the room and. She thought, well, can you tape record it and then plug a microphone in? So I went to Radio Shack and I bought this microphone that's like the size of a pack of cigarettes, this little junky thing, <laughs> and plugged it into the my dad's stereo. And of course, oh, I didn't know what I was yeah. doing. But right. And then it evolved, and I I was like, well, you're gonna need to give me like twenty five or thirty dollars to do this, you know. Yeah. And then it turned into two hundred and fifty to three hundred fifty, wow, really and cool. I bought stuff, and it grew and grew. And in 07, we added our, our commercial cinema division. Sure. So we started doing um, stuff because we were 
hiring this guy to come out and film our events for us for promotion. Right, right. And I, I got so sick of paying this guy. I was like, let's just buy a camera. Mm-hmm. Tip of the iceberg, you know. Right. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to buy a camera. And, of course, you think. Once you're in, then all of a sudden it's all yeah. in. And then you're, because he was always telling us about these these chips that the camera records to. Now I know they're P2 cards. Right, oh, yeah. right. And he was like, they're super expensive. And I'm like, this guy is pulling the wool over my yeah. eyes. These SD cards can't be that much money. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden we buy a P2 camera, and I'm like, oh, no, this is terrible. So slowly but surely we we grew and added an editor and whatnot so how how much space do you guys have here there's about three thousand maybe thirty five hundred square feet here in brooklyn park and you can do many different things i mean you have editing you have you have like a green screen screen and everything like that yeah we have we we call it kind of a flex studio which allows us to do anything from audio recording all the way up to you know a green screen or even building a set in there Mm. if we need to uh, which is nice. And then we've got uh, four editing systems with um, full-time staff on those, um, doing VFX, graphics, animation, you know. Stuff what are like you guys that. editing on? What system? Uh, we use Adobe Premiere. We love the Adobe systems um, just because of how seamless you can integrate the different products That's and true. move between different platforms. Right, right. So it, it, wildly enough, we've been on PC this whole time, which is we've loved because we can change components out and be powerful. And mm-hmm. But we, when that 5K iMac came out, I said, we should have to just give this thing a try. And one of our guys on staff, for some reason, he always gets stuck with a computer that's falling apart or breaking. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? If anybody's going to put this thing to the test is going to be him right so i was like let's get a 5k imac <laughs> so we bought the one and we tricked it all out with all the stuff and i think it was only like four grand fully Not tricked bad, out man. and he edits raw red footage on that thing like it's nothing really it is that 5k imac is the best bang for the buck it has no problems it is, is so powerful Final Cut 10 or what do you uh, it's what what premiere uh, pro Premiere Pro. Oh, you can do that on Mac too. Yeah, you sure oh, can. Wow. Yeah, the Creative Adobe Creative Cloud. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty sweet. That's and, so. and you guys are using obviously you, you guys are shooting 4K. Yeah, we're shooting 5K most of the time actually on right. the, mm. on the Epic. Um, we've been debating upgrading to the Dragon because uh, apparently you won't be able to upgrade to the Dragon after June. Uh, yeah, I saw a, they just dropped the price on the upgrade or something. Yep, like you got to upgrade it, and then they're they're coming out with the the red weapon, which is a new ses- sensor. Mm. But you won't be able to go from the Mysterium X to the to the weapon directly. You have to go to the to the dragon, then the weapon. Right. All these dragons and weapons and <laughs> fires. It's and Game of Thrones. Sh- yeah, right exactly. Red Mark. Is, Jesus, they watch a lot of great Game of what? Thrones. Oh, you look like you were going to say something. I was going to say, do you do most of your work in the field then, or do you do a lot of stuff here? Uh, You know, I would say that the majority of our stuff is shot on location. Mm -hmm. We really like – one thing we really uh, have spent time investing in being good at is telling a story about somebody or something. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of stuff for nonprofits and helping people really connect with somebody who's going through something Mm -hmm. so that we can help them raise more money. Um, and so a lot of that shot, you know, at, at a hospital or at someone's home and showing them in their natural environment, you know, a studio is, is great when you want to build something or do a commercial piece, but when you're really working with real people, right. you know, it's a lot Maybe. easier to be there and see it. 
What kind of cinematic stuff have you guys been working on, and have you traveled? I mean, are you guys only local with the, with the film stuff? Yeah, or do you no, like to we go anywhere? we um we just we have a connection with the international division at Polaris, and um, we just last year did a um, uh, kind of a mini campaign with them in Poland, which was neat. They were opening oh. a new factory in Opole, Poland, and um, they wanted to to create some stuff around that. So. We flew over there and we shot some stuff, and they wanted it to be big and cinematic and mm-hmm. cool. So, um, we we did that, and it was big and cinematic and cool. <laughs> did you guys bring your gear? Or did you rent when you got over there? You know, we debated bringing or renting over there. In fact, we we I had started looking into renting gear, and had a had a guy in uh, Warsaw, Poland, <laughs> all ready to rent me his van with lights and everything, and. Um, and then I was like, you know, I don't think we're going to need all this. Right. And it was much more doc style for the interviews. And most of the B-roll was was not in need of, you know, big lights. So so we didn't have to rent, but it was definitely on our, on our, I guess, on our minds. Sweet. So, yeah, Poland is so cool. The food in Poland. I don't know if you guys like food. Yeah, I, I well, like food. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> like, well, all the time. Okay, I, yeah. You're in love with food. I don't oh, know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, man, we had some of the best food over there. They had, it, and it's cheap. The food is really? cheap. Isn't traveling like what, to Europe kind of cheap? I mean, isn't it? I, I think we paid like 900 a ticket to get over there, but the food was very inexpensive. I think my my uh, cinematographer and I, who we it was the two of us that went, we went to dinner one night at this really nice restaurant, mm-hmm. and we both had really nice dinners. What would probably be a thirty to forty dollar entree a piece here. Right. We each had two or three beers. I can't remember, and then we had an appetizer and dessert. And I think the total bill in U.S. dollars was like twenty six dollars. Oh my! No way. And it was like, oh my gosh! I want to go back to Poland. Wow. So it, what kind of food is it? Like meat and potato type stuff? Or it's very it's... like yeah, meat and potatoes. Like I had a I had a uh, like a pork shank that oh, had been nice. slow yeah. roasted, and oh wow. man, and the the beer they have gr- Polish beer is really, really? what. Now, what okay. style beer? We just had uh, we had some beer people on last week. You know, they they have just the same variety we do. Um, m- more um, more hearty beers. You know, your um, your darker beers. I'm not a beer connoisseur, so right. I don't really know the no. all the terms. You're but a beer consumer. Do I, they uh, do they drink it warmer or colder? Oh, it's it's cold. Good. Yeah, it's cold. And, and and the beers they serve are huge. Really? Are they yeah. just big steins oh, full of? It's like it's like your whole <laughs> wrist, forearm, hand. That's how tall it is. And was it stronger? Yeah. Did it did it was it a stronger alcohol? Uh, some of them were. Yeah. yeah. But you know, uh, my my cinematographer Don, he's um, he's a beer connoisseur. He, I mean, he's mm. always trying new stuff, and he really liked the beer. So we uh, we definitely had some good memories uh, with Poland and food and beer. How, how long, long were you out there? Yeah, yeah. good call. Uh, we were out there. I believe we left on a Thursday and we came back on a Sunday or Monday. Okay. So we were not gone that long. Did you have any time to explore, or I mean, was it all work and then just eating? And a lot of the shooting was. Um, they wanted to kind of capture the environment. It was a very small town that this this factory was built in. Right. And it's about five hour drive north of Warsaw. And it was um, north or south. I can't remember. It's been a while. But anyways, it's a five hour drive or so away. And uh, and so a, a part of it was they wanted to show the city and the context and really mm-hmm. the people and the environment. So we, we got out. We I mean, we were running down city streets with big beautiful old architecture you know doing some point and shooting stuff with the with the red 
And uh, you, you, I mean, every single shot looked beautiful. It was it was really cool. Yeah, it's hard not to. Capture. And we shot aerials over there. We oh, put did the, you really? We, yeah, okay. we put we brought an aerial rig and we put it up in the air and got some beautiful stuff of theirs. Well, I can imagine the architecture and and just the history and how you know that's old school, old world. Yeah, it it, it really is. It was really neat to fly over the river and then into the kind of into the little city. And did I see? Did you post that online? I'm or is it part of a? It's it might be part of like a, a sizzle reel you've got yeah i can show you and i think you can find it on our website i think i've seen it but yeah, it's, it's um, really neat looking stuff and you fly we fly right by this bell tower like oh, sweet. Yeah. right by the bell tower so yeah it was really neat did and, all the old villagers think that the, they were being attacked by something or no were they freaking out it's so bit? funny the media makes these things sound like a big yeah. deal i was uh, i was at the gym this morning and they were like another drone spotted by the eiffel tower yeah. <laughs> and it was like it yeah was 20 somebody night. somebody yeah. wanted to go fly their toy big deal yeah but the uh no nobody even saw or heard the thing because the city's so loud and this oh. thing is you know four pounds and it's very light mm. and it matches the color of the sky pretty much right so Can't nobody even it, knew man. it was there so you don't ever lose these things in the air, do no, you? I mean, no. you have a monitor and everything. But yeah, and we have them set up with fail-safes and such safety systems. So yeah, mm. they come home if they have problems. Oh, do they really? Yeah, unlike, you know, problem children or things. Any good uh, Polish jokes from them, over yeah. there? Polish jokes. About Americans? No. <laughs> no. They were very friendly people, I will really, say yeah. that. Yeah. And, oh, the other thing is that they drive like maniacs. Really? Like, okay, when I came back from Poland, you I was You ever like, been to Florida? <laughs> Jesus. I was like, why can't everybody in America drive like this? Yeah, it's a smart fast. It was, it, like, if you're in the left lane and you're not passing people, you better get over. Mm -hmm. Like, or they will be honking and <laughs> yelling out the window. I remember on the way back to the airport the day we were going back that I was like, you know how when you're going fast and you find somebody that's going fast too, you yeah. kind of draft together. Yeah. And this guy, I was in a Kia um, like SUV and I had the pedal to the metal the entire time. Six bucks a day in Poland, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was eight, but yeah. But oh, you got the insurance. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But, but I was going, I think we were doing like a hundred miles per hour. I mean, we were going very, very fast, and people there's there's not many cops and not speed limit signs. There are times where it's like speed limit is this, and then it's like, and then there's an extra like there's no speed limit here. So <laughs> nice. then you just what? yeah, then you just, just go. As fast as your car can I go. mean, I saw how fast a diesel Kia can go. <laughs> you pushed it to its limits. I did. We had it loaded full of gear and. Nice. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So where else have you traveled? I mean, uh, have you gotten up into Canada? Have you done any stuff, you know, here in the United States as far as uh, film stuff goes? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, um, yeah, there's there's a few big brands that um, we've shot for all over the country. Um, we have a we have a filmmaker client who's based out of Omaha, and we're kind of his go-to crew for ground and air and all this stuff. And he's a brilliant man. He's actually done a few big features uh that are really well known <clears throat> he's actually uh, uh robert altman's grandson oh wow. the famous yeah, wow. filmmaker yeah. yeah of course and uh the, and, and he's brilliant he's he's just he's got an eye for things he thinks of the craziest ideas that are just amazing so we've traveled with him quite a bit um all over the u.s and we uh we just have had a, a lot of fun we have a our own airplane and so we we can you know get anywhere within probably uh you know a a thousand mile radius 
you know, pretty quick if Isn't we need that to. that one up there, the Eclipse 300? Uh, 500, I'm that, sorry. That Eclipse is a jet. We don't have a jet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not this one here, the four-prop, you know. No, no, and we're not, we don't charge for our flying because we're not commercial pilots. But, right, right. But it gives us a little flexibility to get out there. And sure. um, Have and, you had any requests to put, uh, like, a film camera on a flying rig? On an airplane? No, no, no. On a flying rig, like oh, like, like, like a, a drone, fil- real film. Yeah, like you know, we have or a Panasonic. We haven't. Um, film is just so specialized now. You know, I mean, it's it's very specific and it's very expensive. Right. So most of the productions we've worked on, no. I did get a call this morning though. They want us to put a Phantom in the air, a Phantom camera, not the Phantom toy. Right. But a Phantom camera in the air, and they want to go about a hundred miles per hour. So Ooh. they 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 want to they want to go a hundred or so miles per hour, and so we're talking to them about w- building a custom. Are you allowed to go that fast? I mean, you, isn't that right at the peak? Yeah, of, of hundreds. What the rules I, are? I believe a hundred miles an hour is what the proposed rules are. Yep. So and when do the, those new rules kick in from the FAA? Is that, so has that kicked in yet? So this is this is where all the confusion is. Mm. The FAA's process is very interesting because they have to put the rule out there, their proposed rule. And then after they put it out there, there's a day of a 60 day period of comment where then they the comments are reviewed by um, after that 60 days are reviewed by the FAA and their their people, uh, which could take one to two years for them just to review the comments. And then after that. If it gets accepted, then they will release the rule. If not, it could be sent back if they try and pass it through to the transportation um, uh, organization that they are accountable to. It could get sent back, and then the whole process starts all over again. Wow. Is that just a series of red tape? Or, I mean, what is that? I mean, what is that just it's, to be fair? It's I don't the, understand. Well, the, the 60-day comment period is really for us right. to say, hey, you know, 100 miles an hour, you know, we need to go. 200 miles an hour. Not, you wouldn't. But, you know, I don't think this makes sense. And so, as you can imagine with how popular this is, there Mm -hmm. are so many people commenting right now that they're going to have tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of comments to go through. And the FAA's rules were both, well, weren't they basically for uh, business-related flight? Yes. And we were really surprised. We, uh, When this all started to go down, we started something called Fly Safe. Mm-hmm. And it's a training we do two times a year. And the next one's in Atlanta on March 20th. And what we do is we train people on how to be safe and responsible with mm-hmm. this technology. And so a, a lot of people are, you know... We all were speculating that you would have to go get your private pilot's license. You would have to go through the traditional, you know, become a commercially rated pilot. And so when they came out with these proposed rules, we very quickly found that they wanted to be reasonable. And that the FAA really did want to be inclusive of people. You know, you don't need a medical certificate. There's plenty of guys who couldn't get one now, you know, Mm -hmm. because they have heart conditions or whatnot. But they're standing safe on the ground. So the FAA has recognized that and said, you know, no, you don't need a medical. At least we don't think you need one right now. Calm heads from a government organization. That's interesting. Is Amazon kind of driving the the bus here? Okay. It's funny because a lot of the industry experts I talk to don't actually believe Amazon actually wants to do this. I think that it could be genius and it could work. Um, The problem is we know that we are so far away from the battery technology to mm-hmm. to, to do that right. that it's a great publicity stunt on Amazon's part. They really have, have captured the publicity mm-hmm. um, that they wanted to 
by by being the first people to talk about delivering something to you via drone. But truth is, at the most, you can maybe fly 20 minutes. Yeah, right. so how would you, yeah. Yeah, deliver. and if you're, you know, within a 20, you'd have to have these fulfillment houses with drones everywhere. Yeah. So the battery technology has to go a long way before we get to a point where you could feasibly do that. What is the, Was it just to create a buzz with their name in it? I think so. Um, I, I mean, I, I do think that they want to pioneer it, and they may be developing their own systems, and they might be, they may be a part of the development of this new, you know, battery technology. You don't know what they're doing, um, but I guess some people have thought that it's a publicity stunt. They have the means if they wanted to do it and push things, you know, along. Right. Yeah. They do have the means to do it. So I. Um, I guess it comes down to what their vision is and what they want to do, but or was it maybe uh, possibly? I mean, just hypothetically, that it that it might be uh, getting the ball rolling for different technology that they may be working on that they have not expressed. They haven't told us what that is. It, I mean, you know, a different ty type of flying that that flies under different power sources. You know, yeah. Like I mean, there's most engineers will tell you that there's only so many things you can do to make these things fly mm -hmm. that we know about you know there's no like secret fuel cell that you right. can put in these mm -hmm. things but uh you know because if there was it would be the it would be the hottest commodity in mm -hmm. in in cars and in real full-scale airplanes so amazon has definitely positioned themselves to be to be that and i definitely think that the technology is is going to evolve into fulfillment and delivery but another thing we have to think about is you know amazon um wanting to deliver your packages there's there's not going to be some guy standing on the roof of an amazon warehouse flying this thing yeah, to your true. house by hand this is going to have to be an automated system yeah. gps related yeah i mean fully gps Those with was yeah. the whole thing and and i which is far different from the rules that the FAA just put out there, which is you are in line of sight. Right. You can see them with your eyes. You are hand flying it with your hands and you're in full control. When they finally have cars that drive themselves, I could see an Amazon truck going into a neighborhood, parking in a spot, and then the drones go out into the neighborhood, deliver sure. the packages and just take the human element completely I out. I saw of that it. movie. I mean, which that? movie was that? Was uh, that when Minority was Report? Yeah, was that it? Yeah, I think that's what I mean, logistically speaking, if you knew what it takes to just go out and fly one of these things, there's so many hoops mm -hmm. you got to – there's so many obstacles to make that a reality um, that I, I'm not really sure. And, and it all comes down to weight. You know, aviation is all oh, about course, weight, yeah. balance. Variables, weather. Weather, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about – I mean, say you want you want um, a toothbrush delivered to your door or it's – you know, it's – it's uh, Lazy ass. What do you need a toothbrush <laughs> delivered for? Go get one. This is their teeth anymore, right? <laughs> or, you know, you just got home from the bar and you forgot that you need something. And yeah. Right. So the, the pharmacy drone sends something over to you. <laughs> but I, I guess, you know, if you think about – that um, we are we are quite a ways away from from being able to as a society accept that, but also mathematically, mm -hmm. you know, you I, you couldn't you'd have to have a different balance for a toothbrush than a gallon of milk, of course, yeah, and so you'd have to have all these systems in place that would account for those things too, mm -hmm. and decide well your gallon of milk needs to be on this airframe, and and your toothbrush can go on this little teeny thing, you know. So there's so many variables that it's like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. There's It's almost like a fad This, in a sense. Who knows how long this will last, or do you think it's here to stay? Oh, I mean, 
this technology okay first of all this stuff's been around yeah, for forever exactly. oh sure but um there's a few companies that have really pushed the envelope to make it easier to get your hands on it and easier to fly mm-hmm. them and this is not going anywhere. This mm-hmm. has created it, this has created something like the internet, where right. mm-hmm. now you've got perpetual you've got perpetual movement. People mm-hmm. are not going to stop. There's a company called Volocopter, mm-hmm. and they're creating a full scale multi rotor aircraft, which is basically and that you, humans can fly. Yeah, you can sit oh, in. It's wow. a two one or two passengers. I can't recall, huh. but it's you sit in it and you could control, um, you know, just like an airplane, but. Why not? I guess you could build yeah. something that's full scale. So right, right now, if you want to take off vertically, you got to get in a helicopter. It's Avengers technology. Yeah, you know, right out of a comic book. Yeah, I saw a guy on a sitting on a motorcycle in a gymnasium yesterday, and he was there were two, there were four big fans around the motorcycle, and he was driving around the gymnasium hovering on this multi-rotor on a motorcycle all i want is my hoverboard that's all i want yeah there i don't you go. give a shit about motorcycles that have fans on them i want my hoverboard and it's so funny where someday we're gonna look back and laugh and be like you actually needed propellers on yeah, yeah right exactly it's gonna you be some to like your hands yeah it's gonna be like some sort of like nuclear right the chip in your take, in yeah. the stem of your brain is going to control all the controls yeah. on it back to your business do you uh are you all word of mouth now, or do you actually have to market? Most of our um, commercial cinematography work mm-hmm. or uh, our event work is word of mouth. Um, we don't really do much advertising. You know, we've we tried advertising, but we realize that the relationships you have with people are more important than you know having your name show up, you know, on a paid Google search. You know. Um, the, the investment you put in your relationships with the people you really care about mm-hmm. and showing them that you can come up with original ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, we're moving more from being a production house or an event place, you know, production company, and we're moving more into being like a creative agency because our clients are asking mm-hmm. us for that. They want creative ideas that help them with what they want to do. So we just released our new logo, and it's instead of saying IDCOM Media and Events, it says IDCOM Creative Agency, oh, cool. which is kind of exciting. Yeah. So, And I know it's like the first step in a long journey because there are so many incredible agencies in Minneapolis. Do you have PR people like in-house, like people who are solid PR people who come from that world? No, we don't. We don't. We have We have people who are creatives. You know, who come up with beautiful ideas and scripts. And our creative director, Kai, is an absolute genius, like mad genius. And he comes up with the best copy and content for our stuff. So, you know, when we have a client and they're like, hey, this is what we need to do or this is who we need to reach, um, you know, we go to work on coming up with ideas. Mm -hmm. And the ideas are really what, you know, propel your relationships and your business. So... Like awesome. scientists come up with a theory and then make the rest happen. Yeah. I mean you got to you got to you got to show people that you can come up with original ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean look at some of the incredible things that the people in town have done. Oh, I mean like others. like I can't remember who who does the Arby's we have the beef, but it's in they're in town. Yeah. And uh I I don't know if you did you see 
when they made a mistake by not showing enough Pepsi in the Arby's ads. Did you see this? No. no. Was, it, was this like something you guys that was written about? You would get the biggest kick out of this. So they realized that they did not feature enough Pepsi to fulfill their contract oh. with Arby's. And so what they did was they took an entire spot and devoted it just to Pepsi. And that guy's voice, it just shows this beautiful giant cup of Pepsi. Gla- whatever cup glass and the camera reveals it and he's like pepsi <laughs> and it's like sparkling <laughs> cold beautiful pepsi wow. and if you watch the ad it's wow. genius because they're they're but they're, wait that was an arby's ad it was an arby's ad <laughs> but it was all for pepsi and it was so clever oh, because um it made you go wow first of all how classy that they would fulfill their obligation by going above and beyond yeah. But also coming up with something so like memorable, right? You have to see yeah. it. It's it's a really yeah, cool ad. Who's do, now now who's who's your competitor in town? Is it is do you have like the Campbell Bethunes or that <laughs> like is it is it the PR houses? firms that are downtown or is it is it other uh, production houses or I mean who who are you fighting? God, my voice. I, I'm sorry. I sound terrible. I do too. It depends. Six. It depends. Who are we going against for business? Yeah, it it really depends because. We we are we are a creative agency with f- in-house event and in-house uh, film production capability. A lot of a lot of creative agencies they have a lot of creative in-house, but they don't have uh, you know the actual execution in-house. Usually they'll farm it out to a a great post house and right. a great producer, and and so. It, here we have full control. You know, so if you come to us and you want an event done. And you really want to under you want your audience to have the seamless experience, and you want your staff in planning the event, mm-hmm. and in creating the media that plays on the screens at the event. You want all of it to kind of come together holistically. What we do is we look at the whole picture, and how does the event, and how does the media that plays on screen, mm-hmm. and how do the powerpoints, how does it all work together? And so we're very unique in that way. It's hard to. It's hard to really find somebody who does it the way we do it because we don't really farm that stuff out. It seems like, it, to put this in layman's terms for people listening that you know, don't follow the world of production, if we were to put this at a wedding, you guys would be the priest, the photographer, the videographer, and the DJ. And the bride and groom. But nah, <laughs> no, 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 not the bride and groom because that's the, that's no, the customer. But, but you, you guys put together the presentation. You put together all the work. Right. What we do is we help we help the client have less less people to talk to, you know, so they're not volleying between oh the oh, film sure. production crew. Oh crap! I need I need that in twenty four frames a second. Mm-hmm. But see, when you're at an event, the projection systems are in thirty or sixty. So then you shoot this piece in twenty four because you because the producer on your staff that was working with the external production company didn't know. Right. So now you go through all these extra hoops. Well, what we do is we design it all from start to finish so that it's seamless. The experience is better for the customer and the audience. Do you have charge? Out something like that. That's uh, how do you price something? Oh, we don't like want that. to give away all the oh, secrets. Oh, no, but I mean, that's, I mean, it's just amazing that it is so. That's that's like the hardest question to answer because yeah. it's piece by piece, you know. And when we're doing multiple things with people, we want we want it to financially make sense too. Mm-hmm. So, do you have people in house? I mean, are you guys doing like personal productions here as well? Like, like, do you have somebody here who's who's written a script and it has a short film in the back of his head and you guys are going to put that together. You're talking about like doing our own yeah. artistic stuff. Sure. Well, 
Yeah, what we we've done different things. So not not really like scripted things, but like we recently did uh, a piece at Spirit Mountain for ourselves mm-hmm. that was uh, a really cool skiing video, mm-hmm. and it showed skiers and snowboarders shredding grease on 120 the hill. frames per second. Is that what you oh, had? More two forty. We what shooting, was it? I think we were shooting at three hundred. Oh yeah, wow. on the I red. just saw it. I saw it the other day. It was it was crazy. Yeah, it was really it was a lot of fun. We we did some aerial stuff with it, and we did a bunch of. Um, did you have now? Did you have one of your guys skiing alongside? Oh or yeah. Were you guys using drones and stuff for all that? Yeah. No, we had it was both. But, you know, when you want that shot with the red in 300 yeah. frames or 200, whatever it is, I'm not the cinematographer. <laughs> but when you when you want that sweet shot, we threw it on a Ronin, which is a camera stabilizer. Right, right. And uh, one of our guys would go down parallel with them, and then we had a remote operator doing the camera move. So, And then we'd catch it with the aerial, too. So, you know, you got stuff like that we do in-house, you know, for ourselves to show Did our Did you skills. give any of that to Spirit Mountain? Oh, I mean, at the end of the video, we're like, hey, we just shot at Spirit Mountain. Right. This is the board shop. These mm-hmm. are the guys. So that was kind of like a test day for you then. Yeah, I mean, we did it We did it to show that we can shoot that stuff. Right. You know, and we did it for ourselves. But, you know, when it comes to, like, writing scripts and stuff like that for ourselves, doing our own, like, film or shorts, we haven't really gone down that route yet. It's because you're too busy with real work. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Getting paid, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that stuff doesn't, that stuff only pays in, in, what is your, People your saying, crown you know, jewel? What is the one thing that you can look back at and say, wow, this is one project that I really like? To date. To date so yeah. far, of course. Well, the Polaris stuff we did in Poland was amazing. Okay. That was really cool. Um, there's a project that we just got done doing for an incredible company in um, New Hope, and they make um, some some amazing products. In fact, products that you know about that I cannot disclose who uh-huh. they are or what it is. Um but this was the crown jewel of what we've done. It's our most recent work, um, and it, it basically follows the story of one of the one of the people who has really spearheaded the development of the company, and and how he relates to a customer, and then it shows you their their process and their products, and there are sparks flying in the camera's face and paint being sprayed on the camera, oh, cool. and uh, I mean it's it's very like cinematic. Um, and um, engaging, and there's a story behind it. So, you know, it's stuff like that that I, it's real stories that really get get us mm-hmm. going. Do you have a philosophy for for length of video? I mean, I know a lot of it is customer driven, but is there something where it's like, you know, eight minutes is just going to be too long here? Oh, I mean, we've had people, and they're like, well, you know, we think that the video should be about thirty-five minutes, <laughs> and you're like, Haha, that's really funny. Yeah. So <laughs> let me show you a number first, and then you can <laughs> go from there. Yeah, is your budget three point five <laughs> yeah, billion? Exactly. Right. Uh, no, we we really um, for for web use, we really see that anything over even. Three minute, three minutes is a lot. Uh, the most traction we've seen with our work is in that like two minute spot. Right. Anything more than that, I mean, even in an, even in ninety seconds, you can get a lot done. Yeah. You know, we're, we live in a, a society where you want to see the action, or I'm get bored. To the point. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Or you got to engage me with a story, so I mm-hmm. stick around and I want to. Right. You need to care about about what you're watching. Or yeah. Who, who's in? Because I can involved. show you eye candy all day long. Yeah. You've seen how many explosions yeah. on TV. You don't care, right? Yeah, oh, right. great! You blew up a car. What you <laughs> want is something that's going to pull you in, and you're invested in it through the end. And I've seen videos that are eight minutes long that seem like they went by in a minute. 
Sure. And I've seen videos that are two minutes long that seem like they were 20 minutes long. <laughs> so it's so like, true. you know, it's like you got to you got to you got to pick which route you want to go. Yeah. And do you do you put that in the hands of the customer or do you really make suggestions? You know, along the way, when we're first we're first getting to understand their needs, we we really do um, encourage them to to tell us why what they're trying to accomplish. And if we can understand that, generally it steers us into, you know, this shouldn't be more than a minute long, you know, or you're going to be at a trade show booth and you need a loop. OK, well, that can be five minutes long. It's just showing visuals of this product. Right. So it just depends on the customer, you know, and sometimes you got to go, you know, I think it's going to be between two and four minutes. Let's see where it lands. But let's get the story, you know, and then you get that story and you're like, man, we could cut this, but we got to keep that, you know, and all of a sudden you've got it at two minutes and 48 seconds and it's perfect. You're a dad, you're a business owner and you deal with production at your business. I can't help. I'm, I'm a videographer at heart. Going a darn good one, by the way. Right. Oh, oh, thank you. Wow. We didn't even pay him. Uh, I've yeah. seen your work. Uh, it's good. Thank you. Um, I can't help but going on family vacations and breaking out the camera and barely being seen in any of these films because I'm always, you know, <sighs> videotaped. Do you, I mean, do you find yourself in that or are, are you able to relax and just kind of put work aside when you're when you're away with the family? I, I used to be, okay, on our honeymoon, I was just getting into videography, like mm -hmm. getting that camera and shooting that. And it was funny because I had like I this. all that pornography. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I, had this, I had this camera and it was like a standard definition, junky little camcorder the size of a, I don't know, a pop can. Sure. And Mini DV was, tape? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It, was, it, sh it, it shot to a solid state drive oh wow it was real oh, that fancy. was built in yeah, yeah. <laughs> really fancy i think i could record up to like 30 minutes wow. so yeah, was a super, whole 30 minutes yeah wow. but i remember um in being a weirdo in the lobby of the hotel and and trying to do like smooth camera moves around the flowers <laughs> and stuff and i'm like this is the coolest thing ever i'm such a cinematographer and you know you realize the stuff looked like crap and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But you know what? You have the memory. I mean, you have the memory you remember, but you also have it recorded. Yeah. Whether or not you were trying to yeah. dolly shot in, yeah. the, in the lobby. Do you I, find that um, because the technology has gotten so affordable yeah. that people are picking up really nice cameras and, and producing a really nice image but they're missing the story and they're miss and they think that they're filmmakers and they're Oh yeah. I mean we have we have people all the time that are like, you know, we got your quote and that looks good and it's it is affordable, but we're gonna just buy a camera ourselves actually. Yeah. My cousin has an iPhone five. Right. And oh by the Three way later, uh Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and it's you know, you, you a camera is just a tool. I mean yeah. tonight for example, I don't know if you saw this, but the show Modern Family on ABC. Yeah. Tonight's episode was solely shot on iPhone or iPad. No shit. Wow. Watch the show yeah. tonight. My I've, family loves that show. I'm so excited yeah. to see it and I'm like, man, that is it made the USA today because that's a but that just tells you if if they make a show like that with that, then that tells you it is not about the camera. No. Right. It is about everything but the camera. Yeah, now the camera's a big piece of the look. 
Right. But it's not about the camera. They could have taken that small honeymoon camera of yours and shot Modern Family. Yeah, you certainly could Because you have that tool in the right hands. Yep. It's exactly what it is. And and that's that's why we are in business, is to help people do it the right way. Mm. But back to your question about, you know, can I let go of things? I used to be the chief cook and bottle washer. Is that what it is? Is that how you say that? Yeah, I think that's it. And... And um, as we've grown, I've had to let go of things that I'm mediocre at so that people who are great at it can do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we hired our cinematographer, Don Wynn, this guy is a genius with a camera. And I wouldn't dare. I remember when I when I was interviewing him, I was like, you know, and I was serious. I was like, well, I'm a pretty good DP. (laughs) And they make fun of me to this day (laughs) for saying that. Yeah, they do. (laughs) But but, you know, the truth is. He that's his craft. That's yeah. all he does. Yeah. I, just like I don't I don't see a value in trying to trying to do everything. You need to find what you're really good at. And here at Idcom, our what we you know, what we're passionate about is finding people who are really, really in love with what they do mm-hmm. and providing them a great environment to do it better than they've ever done before. So great, yeah. our creative director, you know, we want to give him latitude. Do what you are best at and only do it if you love it. And same with cinematography and same with our editors. Good Lord. So to have a boss like that, you know, that's what it's, it's a all, nice environment. It's, yeah. it's, you know what, if you can't do your life's work, because you love it, then why do it? Yeah. You you can fail. Here's what I always tell my team is you can fail at something you hate. So you might as well do something you love. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, that was that was a pretty uh, good uh, Anthony Robbins here. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so we we uh, we have a great team of people and they're passionate about what they do and that I think you see it in the work. You see it in the edits, you see it in the lighting, you see it in the camera work. And you see it in the customer experience. What are you guys right in the middle of right now? Like, what what are you, what are you in uh, middle of production on? Um, Anything you can talk about? Let me think about that. Yeah, um, we are in the middle of product. We're we're in pre production for a piece for Centerpoint, which is cool. We right. did something for them last year. We're going to do something again. Nice. Uh, we are. Uh, in the middle of uh, planning the Vikings draft party I event. was just going to ask you because I feel like you had oh, yeah. some connections to the sports teams locally. Yep. And you're a sports fan. I am. I love I love sports. Um, I, I, I'm I learning to love sports, I should say. I didn't mm-hmm. grow up doing the whole, like, watch football on Sundays. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Vikings are a customer, and we've done some video work for them, and we do their draft party. Oh, and cool. um, nice. we they're, they are an incredible organization of people. They're very professional. They're very good at what they do. So it's exciting to be doing that. And we'll probably mm. do some graphics for them, some VFX. Sure. And then we're also doing all the execution of the event itself. So you're actually you're, you're setting up the screens and the audio system and all, all that stuff? All of the technical, yep. So, we, so everything people will will witness at the at the event yeah everything you see and feel the screens the audio the mixers the sound guys the lighting the not whole the thing not the food not the food <laughs> no i'm not the cook anymore no man. that's right you <laughs> gave that up. but yeah, awesome it was yeah the vikings are a great client and um and we, i get to now i'm going to i go to the vikings games you know i'm, I'm learning to love football mm-hmm. i really hope adrian peterson comes back um i he's such a great athlete do you think he's got a lot of time left i don't know i you know they it's funny because at the vikings they don't they don't really the people who are managing the events and such they don't really let on to any of the insider stuff which makes sense but 
I I personally loved AP with the Vikings, mm-hmm. and I still I still think he's an incredible athlete, and you know I think he's paid his dues, and I think uh, I'd I'd like to see him play some great football again. He's and, and the thing with him too is that there have been other players who have done far worse things. Oh my gosh! Who got yeah, a mere slap on the wrist, and he's only being vindicated or he's he's villainized because of the Ray Rice thing yep. and the timing of how they treated that. And there's video of Ray Rice beating his wife in an elevator. Oh, my gosh. Adrian walked them through the whole process, told them why he did it. It's how he was raised. You know, I'm not I'm not taking sides. I've spent some but, time. I've spent just a little bit of time with him at an event, and I've, I've met him. And I will tell you that he is a very genuine person. Yeah. And he's got a really good heart. And um, I would love to see him return to the now yes it made for some great news for a while but uh at the end of the day um i think he needs to come back and play some great football i think he owes us some good football yeah. i think he's got himself a quarterback now he better Mark my words though he's gonna be at dallas next year you think so Guaranteed. i call i called that earlier in the year dallas but now i'm not it. seeing it dallas can't afford him if know. they're gonna pay des bryant they, they can't afford it yeah. maybe his market rate's lower now yeah it's gonna right. have to be it's well. gonna have to be i think Maybe he'll take a pay cut to go to Dallas. I think that's because he's got family down there. Oh, yeah. He he's, yeah, yeah he's, that's where he's, he's from. He's stuff, from so. Yeah, he's from Dallas, Texas, anyways. Yeah. Texas. Well, Charles, thank you for letting us swing this by here. Yeah, man. Yeah. And do the show. It's my pleasure. This was uh, anything you want to pitch, or uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Uh, you can find us on idcom.com. That's E I D E C O M.com. Uh, if you're interested in the aerial stuff and you really want to learn, because we have people that are like, I just bought this drone, <laughs> and I'm wondering how to fly it. Uh, we 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 uh, we have FlySafe, and if you want to oh, learn I how to fly, we have FlySafe, and it's in Atlanta on March 20th through 22nd, and then we have one coming up later in the year on the West Coast as well, and that's FlySafeTraining.org. I was going to ask you real quick, what is the best um, pedestrian? drone out there right now is it the dgi pedestrian well not professional you know one that one that you're gonna throw a gopro on or has a built-in camera that the novice you're just doing it for fun doing it for fun but they want to get good good footage yeah i would say the dji phantom 2 uh what's the new one they just came out with the inspire one inspire that's it. the inspire one's really cool it comes with a camera i will say though it comes with their camera which is proprietary i love gopros yeah, and I love I love having kind of a third party product on there. So the GoPro, um, you know, is it's not as integrated as the Inspire One. Mm-hmm. The in- Inspire One, all the con- camera controls and everything are integrated into an Android app. Not Apple doesn't support Apple, of course. But uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic. Uh, it's really a fantastic product. The 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 Phantom, the Phantom Two. Yeah, the Phantom Two. But here's my stick. Get trained to fly. Don't just go buy this thing. Right. Learn to fly because if you don't, you're going to be on the news. You're going to be the idiot <laughs> making the rest of us look good or look bad. I got a quick case in point story I got to tell. So my daughters bought me for my birthday one of these regular helicopter, right? Remote control helicopters, pretty big size. And my daughter says, don't fly it. Don't fly it. Well, what do I do? I go out and fly it that morning. So I, I live in Stillwater right along the river. I send it up and I'm going to scare the birds. But this thing went straight up. It kind of looked at me and then went south. 
and it never stopped. I had no control, and I lost it forever. It just kept flying yep, and flying. It's gone. Over yeah. the building. I never found it. Yeah, if you My don't, daughters hate me. If you, yeah, of course <laughs> they do. If you don't learn to fly, you can really lose a lot of money. Yes. I mean, can. some of these things, like a Phantom up in the air with a... Uh, right. Uh, yeah, you're going to spend yeah. a couple grand on that. You know, if you don't know how to fly, you, you're going to rely on the GPS alone. <laughs> you are not going to be happy. Rude. So call IDCOM yeah, for fly your safe. aerial needs. Fly safe. Fly yeah. safe for your aerial needs. Yeah. Thank you again, man. We thanks really for having me, yeah, dude. This is this has been really good, you guys, and uh, all to your, all your listeners. Thanks for spending time with me. There it is. This is a presentation of the Student Media Network. So beefy.